Hi, you're listening to Hearth and Soul. I'm your host, Angela Torres Kakun. I'm the head chef and food manager at Spoken, a cafe in the Ravenswood neighborhood of Chicago. I'm also a professional singer and a core member and the director of operations for Forte Chicago, Chicago's only all-female opera improv and sketch comedy troupe. I'm a self-labeled foodie, a food nerd, and a history buff. I love nothing more than to nerd out about food. But enough about me. Hearth and Soul is a podcast that strives to explore nourishment, how we feed our bodies, our minds, and our souls. We cover a wide range of topics, including the everyday mundane and the celebratory. We believe that food is the one thing that connects us to each other, no matter what. So welcome to the table. Hey, podcast babies. (laughs) Uh, My name is Maureen Smith. My name is Jesse Oliver. (laughs) I am Akita Loney. And we have with us, obviously... Hello, hello. This is your Hearth and Soul host, Angela Torres Kakun. Welcome. So here's what I like about having a podcast network is that um, we can merge two like-minded podcasts into one double episode. What? So whether you're listening to this on the Fat Chat feed or the Hearth and Soul feed, welcome. Welcome. Hell yeah. To a Scoppy podcast. (laughs) A Scoppy podcast extravaganza. What? (laughs) Synchronicity. Someone who listens to one of the podcasts but not the other, then now is your chance. Oh yeah, Ooh. to hook up with another podcast. And because True. this will come out on Fat Chat before it comes out on Hearth and Soul, mm-hmm. you can go back and catch up on Hearth and Soul. Exactly. Well, and if you're listening to this on Hearth and Soul, uh, or no, if you're listening to this on Fat Chat, then um, we can announce that season two of Hearth and Soul is coming out soon. It's coming out soon. Yay. Like within a couple weeks, we think? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So keep it, keep an ear out. It's going to be cool. We've got some really fun episodes coming up. Some really, some hilarity has ensued. Ooh. It has. We hilarity. are fans of hilarity. <laughs> True. We do like hilarity. We do. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about fats we love and fats we don't. That's right. Yeah. And we're talking food fats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? No, we love all, <laughs> we love all body fats. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Exactly. I had to clarify that when we yeah. talked about this. Just yeah. to make sure. Because there's no such thing as a fat we don't love. That's true. On our bodies. That's true. Mm. But there are fats that we don't love when we eat them. In our bodies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, should we round robin our favorite fats? Sure. And then we can go from there. Oh my God, I have to pick one? Well, so let's just, how about just like a starting off point? Okay. Like what's your fat du jour? Uh, like your current, your current fat, duck fat. Oh yeah. Oh, we talked about this recently. We, did, we have talked about it. You'll hear me talk about it on Hearth and Soul. Yeah. I freaking love duck fat. It's so good. It's very decadent. I have yet really to have is. duck that I enjoy. Every time I've ordered uh, duck, I think I'm gonna really love it. And I have been told it's because I have not had it prepared correctly. Okay. So can That's I tell fair. you? So. <laughs> resident vegan can I tell you about a duck dish that you should really <laughs> check out uh, please please so uh, there's this place in Milwaukee I don't even know if they have it on the menu still but it's a it's a wine bar called Balzac and it sounds like Balzac yes it does but um, I love a good wine 
ball sack. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Um, but so it's called Balzac and they have duck nachos. What? Yum. And they're Ooh. it's very good. I went on a date there once uh, before I moved to Chicago and I talked so much about how good the duck nachos were that when the it's a really terrible date that I went on. He like <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, the duck nachos are amazing. The duck nachos are amazing. He's like, so I guess we're getting the duck nachos. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, we don't have to, but I mean, yeah. But they're, <laughs> like, but that's they're why amazing. We're, that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I chose this place, because I want a duck nachos. Um, but that I don't eat them amazing. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they say you don't talk to him anymore, and I was like, yeah, because you sound so Both, are, both are true. Both yeah. are true. <laughs> yeah. Both are true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, duck fat is great. Duck fat is great. Yeah. It's really good roast to roast potatoes in. Oh, I can. I have had, uh, back in the day, um, I would have the hot dogs, oh. fries, and duck fat. You know, I moved here, it was maybe a year or two. After, like right before they closed, but I never, you know, I kept meaning to get out there because they only did the duck fat Friday and on Saturday, Friday, right? I think Friday and Saturday, but like Saturday, you basically were going to be in line all day, right? Exactly. So I just never got out there, and I never got out there, and I never got out there, and then they closed, and I was like, I missed it. I missed my chance for the famous fries or duck fat Fridays. Duck maybe fat maybe Fridays. it was just Friday. I don't remember, but I do remember duck fat Fridays. Yeah, there are definitely like, some super like bougie shishi restaurants out there that do things like fries and duck fat because it's amazing. It is obviously a lot more expensive than what normal restaurants would fry their French fries in. Mm-hmm. But you get a little jar at your house, and it will last you a while because you don't need a lot. And the first time I used it, I used it with potatoes, and I think I put, like, thyme and sage and, you know, salt and pepper and maybe a little bit of garlic, and my whole house suddenly smelled like Thanksgiving. And I was like, this is the best thing that is ever. The best. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like anytime you introduce sage into anything... It's like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you have Thanksgiving food without having Thanksgiving food. Mm-hmm. Anytime you want, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I love that. There's a there used to be a restaurant by where I used to work. We called it Thanksgiving store because <laughs> you can get like turkey and like mashed potatoes mashed and potatoes gravy and, and like green beans and stuff. Nice. Is that just like, called Boston Market? <laughs> it wasn't. It was also a place where you could get like halal food and pizza. Oh, cool! And it just was like a hot like. It was a weird place. We just called it. Hey, you want to go to the Thanksgiving store? Yeah. Like. <laughs> It sounds great. It was great. Damn. Yeah. So what's your what's your fat du jour? <sighs> avocado. Avo- mm. Just avocado. plain, just regular old avocado. I mean, in all its forms, avocado oil, avocado, mm. just plain old, straight up, straight up. Now tell me, avocado. Oh oh oh. Uh, to quote <laughs> <laughs> our queen, Paula Abdul. <laughs> She is our queen. Yes. 
England has Elizabeth. We have Paula. She, I mean, two steps forward, one step back. I, you know, I have see cool cat change my life as a child. I was like, oh God, I'm yes. feeling feelings. <laughs> Can we talk about how this is the second Fat Chat MC Cool Cat reference? <laughs> I think both were made by me. So. Yes. No, we referenced it in our pilot as as uh, as it pertained to um, missing and discarded episodes and how it was a real MC Cool Cat situation. <laughs> so clearly I have a brand of comedy and that brand is like very real fun. weird late 80s, early 90s references I to cartoon cats. I think it's just... <laughs> I'll start talking about Garfield any second now. I don't see an issue here. Okay. I truly. Can I, can I do a really ridiculous tangent mm-hmm. about Garfield? In um, Dubai, there is an app where you can where you can I did buy see that. where you can where you can purchase the Garfield experience sent to you where someone I think dressed as Garfield brings you lasagna mm-hmm. and it's only in Dubai. Oh my god. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> first, can I get it gluten-free? Right? <laughs> my first question too. Uh, secondly, uh, figure out how to pay for this and a trip to Dubai. Um, I I just like, who, at what point was someone like, you know what we really need to sell here? Uh, do you also have like a creepy nerdy IT dude who comes who with, comes with <laughs> a, de- a depressed cat and dog owner? It's one of those things where it's like, you never asked if you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I, what I think is, what my main question is, like you think Dubai and you think like experiences that are exclusive to Dubai and you think luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about... <laughs> You know what? Someone out there thought having lasagna delivered to me would be a luxury, but having lasagna delivered to me by Garfield would be the ultimate. In a place that's hot as fuck. Like, that's the other (laughs) thing. Like, like, lasagna is usually not the food I think I would want to eat in In, Dubai. Dubai. What if they're just so used to their luxurious lifestyle they didn't just want a slice of that good good american like oh yeah nasty oh, suburban uh, shit oh no reading the funny papers suburban shit i mean do they also have a service like a calvin and Hobbes service do they have like what what else like a deep dish kind of service with a really bad Chicago oh, deep dish. I mean, there is really a fine line between a lasagna and a Chicago deep dish pizza. The difference is crust. crust. <laughs> exactly. The I'm so crust. passionate about this. It's just like, it's not fucking pizza, y'all. Oh, I, I, will, oh I will defend it as pizza. I'm just saying. <laughs> I believe it's it to a, be it's a, a pizza line line between them. It's, it's, like, a, it's a thick boy. It's a thick. It's a three C's. It is like if a lasagna and a pizza had a food baby. Literally. A giant mm-hmm. food baby. Yes. It really is. It's, it's a And then pizza someone yet. dressed as a cat delivered that food baby oh, to yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just to bring it back. Um, I just picturing being in Dubai in like a luxury cabana. Yeah. Like, like this is not my dream, but like being in Dubai in a hot ass swimsuit, Mm. sitting in a luxury cabana that someone has paid far too much money for me to sit in because I can't pay for it. (laughs) 
And then, like, seeing someone walk up to me in a Garfield costume holding a gluten-free lasagna, I would have, like, one singular, singular tear coming down my face. Well, and I would just sit there so happy. I would be like, this is how I die. Well, and the kicker, for me, the kicker is that it's an app. Design like it's a whole app for one thing for one thing like for it's not gar- a service that that has like for the Garfield like experience other things it's just the one thing I mean thing. it's possible like listen I I heard about this on a podcast okay. so I I'm not the expert so for I all we know, know there could be there could Calvin be and Hobbes experience there's in the same app there's not it's specifically oh, it's Garfield specifically it's Garfield. specifically Garfield I don't know to wow. what extent the experience goes okay. I know that there's lasagna. There's delivery and there's a there's a Garfield suit. I don't know if there's like an Odie suit. I don't know if there's like a like I don't know what's the extent. I also the, they have different this tiers of the experience. Insanity, and I love it. So anyway, <laughs> avocado. Oh, avocado! You can moose it. You can. Oh, boy, can you moose you it? You can moose that motherfucker. You can use that oil to make things. Like I am just a fan of the avocado. It's also a high, a good high heat. It has a high smoking point, so mm-hmm. you can heat avocado oil to a high heat, and it won't oxidize on you. Burn, baby, burn. Don't oxidize on me, burn, oh. baby, burn. Which makes it great for sautéing in. Mm-hmm. Makita, what's going on? What's happening? Did you just download the app? <laughs> I looked it up and they one in Toronto and it's not that far. What's well, far? But like, wait, there's one in Toronto? <laughs> oh, so it's not just a Dubai yeah. experience. Now, I believe we could justify. I believe we could justify. The, the experience. I believe we could justify an eight-hour road trip to Toronto just for Hear me out. One night in a hotel, the three of us, four of us, Angela, you're coming with. You're now dragged into this. One night and one night in Toronto. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What if it's not gluten-free or vegan? Then it's just the three of us watching McKinney. <laughs> Three of us just watching. How would you feel about wearing the Odie costume? <laughs> <laughs> I already do cosplay. So oh, this is um, not that far of a Characters from Garfield. Who's John? I'll be John. Okay. <laughs> Did Garfield ever have a, a lady friend? Is there like a lady Garfield? I, think I don't so. know. Lady we would, I, I just feel like this would be the greatest experience of my life. Yes. Oh my god. Whew, I'm crying with joy and delight <laughs> just thinking about how weird this would be. We would need someone to film it. We could get Daniel to film it. Oh my God. Lady Garfield and a former First Lady United States popped up. Oh, I don't know how to Google. Oh, yeah, but there is a, a real... She's pink. Oh, oh I mean, oh. I can get on board with that. She's got a long neck. 
That I can't force. She's I have a short neck. She's got a long neck. Dramatic voices. You got short <laughs> neck. Yeah. Show Angela. Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> you know what? Because look, they made her body like teeny oh, yeah, tiny. Let me see. Let me see. Let you know, Garfield's like like yeah. round with a head. She's like she's like like a bean with a long oh, neck. She's like a hot dog with a cat head. Ew. Yeah. She's like a, she's, she's also got a real weird fleshy pink. <laughs> yeah. she's like, she looks like, she looks, that looks like a born cat. <laughs> or like a sphinx cat. Never yes. forget. Never forget, if I wasn't allergic to them, I would own two sphinx cats named Majora and Menorah. <laughs> oh, her name was Arlene. <laughs> I just think it'd be so funny. The labia twins. Oh, Holy <laughs> shit. Yep, her name's Arlene. Wow. Arlene. Arlene. Sorry, I'm putting my phone away. We gotta, we gotta get back on track. This is some fuckery. All right, oh so uh, right. we've got duck fat and yeah. avocado. Well, so I want to I wanna kind of like <coughs> jump on to this, this avocado train because now before we started recording, we talked about how they're, how Angela is not a fan of when vegan products get called not vegan things. Yes. That being said, there is a new product, and it's vegan butter, but it's made with avocado oil. It's like whipped oh, avocado oil. Okay, so you know what? In like bar form. I, I can get on board with that, and here's why. Last year, I our, our work had a, um, a staff picnic. We closed, closed the shop for a day. We all went to the lake. We all brought different things, and we had, at the time, we had two vegans on staff, mm-hmm. which meant we had to have options for everybody, right? So I made gluten-free vegan carrot cake cupcakes Ooh, with, yum. you know, vegan cream cheese. Vegan butter. I'm, yeah. I'm using air quotes because I'm doing the thing that I don't like to do, but uh, I went to get the buttery spread, as they label it, to make this frosting. And... Every single one of them on the market was made with canola oil. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if I'm making this thing for these people that I care about, I don't, why do I want to make them something out of something that is really, really not good for them? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. I, have, I had a really hard time supporting that aspect of it, but I bought it anyway because it's all that was there. Yeah. So I can definitely get on board with somebody finally using a better oil to make a buttery spread. Well, so, and so it's Country Crock. And really? Country, Country Crock made two vegan butters, one made of olive oil and one made of avocado oil. Now, are they only those oils or are they a blend? Because there are some others that have, like, we'll say on the front with avo- with olive oil. When you look at the back, it's a mix of the two. It's also that it's a mix. Okay. But I would like to point out it's aptly named... There's a, 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 a country crock. It's a crock it's of a, a butter. <laughs> In the discussion about not being aptly named. Not being aptly named, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, but it's like, it's, I'm, I'm like riding a, like avocado oil vegan butter train right now. Awesome. And I'm, I'm putting it on. I'm, what I've been doing recently is I've been making oatmeal with chopped up apples and vegan butter and brown sugar Ooh. and like sauteing the apples and then so like good. like putting it together and then putting a pat of butter on top on of top. it because yeah. it's salted butter because all vegan butter is salted. I don't right. know why. 
It just is. <laughs> well, I think I think it has to be because otherwise all you're going to taste is oil. the oil that's being used. Yeah. And those oils either often don't have a good taste or they don't have a taste. Yeah. So they're adding the butter flavoring and they have to salt it in order for that to be what you taste. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, but then it's just like a salty little fatty pop on top of it and it's Yum. very good. So I'm on a I'm on a vegan butter kick. I love that. That's my that's my fat. I actually just at. love regular old butter. I mean, oh yeah, that's yeah. a great fat. It's a great fat. <laughs> mm. It is a fantastic fat. I may or may not have mixed it with bacon fat for my breakfast this morning. Mm. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm not upset about it. Feel <laughs> good. <laughs> I fried up some potatoes in it mm, that I had. They, it, okay. Side note: It was leftover German potato salad. German potato salad is essentially potatoes that are boiled and then mixed with a vinaigrette made out of bacon fat and Dijon mustard yeah. and apple cider vinegar and uh-huh. then you put chunks of bacon in it, right? I had made some weeks ago for a party. I made way too much, so I put it in the freezer. I took it out and I threw it in a pan with bacon fat and butter and it came out like breakfast potatoes. Oh, yeah. God. With some, like, oh. uh, uh, seasoning salt from Especially because you could have mm. even just, like, made it into a little pat Patty. before freezing. Yeah, I sh- that's what I should have done because I realized as I'm cooking it that it got real soft. Yeah. And I could very easily just, like, make little... <sighs> I don't eat a lot of potatoes, but when I do, man... But what I do... Uh, when I do, I, I fry potato it hard. Throw it down. <laughs> throw it out with butter and bacon fat. <laughs> <laughs> Kita, what is your butter du or your butter? Your butter? <laughs> what's your butter du jour? No, what's your fat du jour? Whipped cream. Oh, um, <laughs> that is an excellent choice. Oh yeah, I mean, like I love me like avocado oil and all like you know like the refined stuff and like all that nah. you know good like you know yeah. But no, nah, I, I I can throw down on a can of whipped cream or a tub of Cool Whip any day. Oh my god, fuck me up with some Cool Whip. Oh! There's a, there's a coconut version yeah. of that. Ooh. Oh my god, that's what? so good in the Oreo crumbles one that's mixed in with the Cool Whip. I do Eat love the spoon of coconut. Straight up, like, the fullest of fats coconut milk. Oh yeah. Out of a can? Yes. That's what I put in my coffee every day. Yes. Because mm. it's just so creamy. Did you know that if you put a can of coconut milk in the fridge and then you take the solid and you whip it, mm-hmm. you can make uh, vegan whipped cream. If really? You, uh-huh. Did you know that if you put, I don't want to say gelatin because that wouldn't be vegan, but there's a, there is a, there's a version. So there's a version where you can put gelatin in it to have it stabilize. There's another version that's something else. Maybe it's pectin, but it, it will like stabilize it. So it won't ever like deflate, deflate. Nice. Yeah, I did it once a long time ago. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did it with gelatin because, you know, not vegan. Yeah, but, no, exactly. Um, but I think that there is a pectin option. I'll look in that cookbook for you and Ooh. find it. But yeah, you can, you can, you let it separate when it sits in the fridge overnight. The coconut milk and the coconut water separate. The cream and the water, I should say. Yeah. Separate from each other. Yeah. Awesome. Ugh. So. Coconut is just, I love coconut oil. I love coconut, coconut milk. milk. Coconut butter. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So I found this recipe. I don't often follow recipes. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, This is part of the reason I don't, have you read Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat? Yes. Part of the reason I love it is that like, here's how you do this. Yeah. It's not like necessarily. It's like the basics of how you do something. It's not like a recipe. Yeah. Um, She's coming to Chicago, by the way, to do like a talk and a book signing. Oh. I also, uh, while we're talking about Samin. 
she is not a thin woman. No. No. And it was such a joy on that television show mm-hmm. to watch a fat woman truly, I mean, not Joyful. fat, but like, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, like, she's a not big thin. person. Yeah. And she's big inside and out. Like she's a big personality. She's big build. She's yes. Big but to presence. watch her yeah. truly enjoy food. Mm-hmm. We don't, first of all, you don't often get to see women do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Truly enjoy food. Secondly, you don't get to see women of, that are not, what's J- Jada Jada De Laurentiis yeah or like people who are like who I no. fucking hate no. the tiniest right like like seeing a woman who has an averagely sized body she's probably about a 16 mm-hmm. yeah that is the average size in this country <clears throat> seeing someone who has an average sized body just enjoy food mm-hmm. was so delightful to it's watch. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful television series. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully yes. done. Yeah. Like, I was really, really impressed with that. I mean, I love the the one cooked with Michael Pollan is my other favorite one, but I think hers is better. And I think it's for that aspect. Because you finally get to see a woman, an average-sized woman in on the screen just doing what she does and being a total badass. Well, and not... Because I think that there are portrayals of average-sized women eating, but it's usually, like, out of, uh, you know, for being emotional. Right, like, and, right. And it's portrayed... There's shame associated exactly, with it. Exactly, yeah. but yeah. it's just it's just an average-sized woman eating food and being like, oh, my God, I'm having the best day. Like, I'm, like, mental clarity abounds. Like, this mm-hmm. is amazing. This food is a delicious. Like, she has, like, she gets to have that Anthony Bourdain moment mm-hmm. without it, without being a fucking supermodel. Right. Well, and the other thing that I love is that the food that she is talking about is real food. So, it's, you know, all of her recipes are not caked in butter and sugar and not that there's anything wrong with those things but like if you look in the past to like certain channels that made celebrity chefs a thing mm-hmm. in the first place oftentimes when you would see women who were average size or bigger or older every single one of their recipes is dripping in sugar yeah. it's it's a cake it's a it's a donut bread pudding it's a something you know what I mean? It's and a donut with a burger in it. It's exactly, exactly. It's something that is that that is fine to treat yourself with, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that is all that they did, yeah. and that was all that they were portrayed as doing. They became a character, exactly. Whereas her food is real food. Yeah, it's it's based in knowledge and history and her experiences and like we said she she teaches you the experience she doesn't give you a recipe it's also so clearly respectful of culture mm-hmm. and how culture and community and food are all intertwined with one another mm-hmm. uh yeah i just can't say enough good things yeah i think that i think my boss is getting us tickets to go see her when she's Ooh, in chicago so that's fun. Awesome. i have to go i have to go get the book so i can get it signed mm-hmm. yeah Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I so I have a question for you, Angela. Yes. Um, th- part of diet culture it moves in fads. Yes. You know, there's right now we're in a we're in a gluten free 
or plant oh, I think we're actually plant. in a keto like yeah. 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 fat yeah fad. the gluten-free yeah. fad is being sort of turned into this high fat yeah yeah pseudo atkins thing right um i'm wondering but in the 90s and all of that it was low fat right could you speak to <coughs> kind of like why fat is important so basically your body burns two kinds of fuel right it, i'm putting it in the most simplistic terms because a disclaimer, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a nutritionist, right, actually. Yeah. I just have happened to read a lot. Um, so your body needs both of these kinds of fuel. Your body needs glucose and your body needs fat. Okay, your brain operates on both of those things. In fact, your brain is mostly fatty tissue. So if you're not eating enough fat, your brain is not going to function the way it's supposed to be. Your neurons are not going to fire the way they're supposed to, Right. The, the thing about keto that's happening right now is that people are trying to switch from being primarily glucose burning to primarily fat burning. Now, when you see that, like, yeah, you want to be, you want to burn fat so that you can burn the extra fat that's on your body, right? Yeah. Which we all know is not, that whole thing is not okay. It's just yeah. not okay. Yeah. That whole terminology is not, I don't like it. It's not cool. Um, keto was originated to treat neurological disorders. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like way back in the day, it was originally treated for, uh, not treated. Um, it was originally designed around, um, children with neurological disorders. Particularly like epilepsy. Epilepsy. And yes. Yeah. So it was, yeah. and, and there was always a caveat that, this should only be used for these cases. Exactly, exactly. So what I think we're seeing now is a a major backlash from being deprived of fat for the years that we were deprived of fat. Yeah. Right? So we have basically one man to thank for the low-fat craze, and his name was Ansel Keys. And he did a, st- uh, a study quote unquote, because it has since been debunked in many ways, um, that uh, came out saying that basic, the basic idea was that animal fats were bad for you and would raise your cholesterol and yeah. cause you to become fat. Okay. It has since finally, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, it has finally been debunked and they actually had to rewrite. What is the thing they're using now that the, it used to be a pyramid and now it's like a oh, the plate. The plate. Yeah. So but, they actually had to put a thing in there that said hashtag or not hashtag, but like asterisk um, animal fat does not directly cause a rise in blood cholesterol levels. Correct. Uh, I, there was also some issues with the original study was funded by diet yes. companies. Yes, it was. And his his pool, so his group of people was very small, and it was a very specific group of people. And it just, there wasn't, the study was not done correctly, which is why it has since been debunked. The thing is, is that the debunking of this study was not made as widely known as the study itself. So there are still people out there who believe that eating fat makes you fat and eating fat is bad for you. So that's actually a pretty common narrative in the vegan community where it's like, 
oh, and it's a really terrible, shitty, harmful, PETA-driven mm-hmm. narrative that, oh, you're never going to see a fat vegan because they're not eating animal fat. They're eating, they're eating good fats. They're eating avocados. They're eating... They're eating nuts. They're eating eating canola oil, which is a shitty, shitty, horrible fat. Yeah. No. And it's like, it's this horrible narrative of like, oh, well, a vegan's never going to die of a heart attack because they're not eating animal fat. Which is BS. Which is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. I actually have a friend who, and and not to, this is not like an anti-vegetarian or anti-vegan thing. Everybody works different and everybody Every person needs to find what works best for their body, period. Mm -hmm. That's my big disclaimer over anything else that I say. Um, But she went vegetarian for a few years and she ended up with um, diabetes. And her doctor did a bunch of blood tests and actually said, you need to not eat this way. This is not working for you, for your body. So she figured some things out and started eating meat and basically pulled herself out of being diabetic, which is kind of amazing But that was her body and her story, right? Right. Because what happens is that when you take out one macronutrient, you're going to replace it with something else, right? And so some people are going to replace it with a carbohydrate, which is what she ended up doing, which is how her blood sugar went all wonky. Some people are going to replace it with more fats, which is not a bad thing either. Some people are going to replace it with just more vegetables, which is also not a bad thing. But you're still missing a macronutrient that has to be... That's supplemented. Right? So you're you're taking out your in in this case, if you're taking out animal products, you're taking out a protein and a fat. So yeah. you do need to replace both of those things, and you can get protein from other sources, which you do, and fats from other sources. The question then becomes, well, what are those sources and how are they going to affect your body? Right? So I really don't believe that you'll never see a vegan have a heart attack. And oh, yeah, no. I really don't believe that you'll never see a fat vegan because I think that's bullshit. Well, we're sitting in the room with a fat vegan Exactly, right <laughs> exactly. And you're not the only one that I know. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it, it, it boils down to what your body type is already, period, yeah. end of story. Like, it could not, maybe not matter what you eat, and you would still be the same body type, and that is fine. Yeah. That is who you are. But then it also boils down to, well, what are you know, in the, in the realm of like a vegan will never have a heart attack. Well, that all depends on what fats that vegan is eating because mm-hmm. if that vegan is replacing all of the animal products with primarily things like canola oil as their fat. They very well could have a heart attack. So what's, what is the issue with canola oil? Canola oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in the realm of oils, vegetable oils in particular, and these were born out of that, idea of low fat from Ansel Keys, right? It came directly from that study that somehow getting oil out of vegetables would be better for you because it's not animal based. Sure. People have this vision of animal fats, like literally, you know, clogging up your arteries. That's not that do some go to school, (laughs) take some biology classes. Like that's not how the human body works. Go to school. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know how else to say it. Like the fat does not go directly into your bloodstream from your stomach. That's not how it works. It does not. Does it not congeal as it hits your stomach? As it hits your stomach? No. Does it deposit itself under your skin from your stomach? No, it doesn't. There's a whole process it has to go through. So, 
think about it this way. If you, and I'm sorry if this upsets you, Maureen, but if you... I, I don't care. If you cut open a pig and you're, you're taking a pig apart, you can physically see the layer of fat right. that that pig has on it, right? That is the fat that is entering your body when you eat that animal. It's right there. The way nature made it, right? Mm-hmm. If you cut open a stalk of broccoli or a piece of wheat, the, where's the fat, yeah. right? So the process that something like canola oil, also, by the way, known as rapeseed oil, because that's the plant that it comes from mm-hmm. usually. That's a horrifying that's, name. Right. That's why they changed it. To canola. <laughs> but it comes from the rapeseed plant. So it had a real oh, marketing oh, issue. marketing <laughs> issue, yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> so the process that that plant has to go through in order to yield an oil is, for all intents and purposes, toxic. So the amount of chemicals that, it has, that, have, that they use to treat the plant before and after the amount of it's just a lot of, it's so highly processed there is i don't think there's another thing like ingredient wise on the market that you could say is as processed as that kind of oil i've literally never thought about that it's yeah it's there's actually and of course i didn't come prepared with the link or anything but there is a video out there that is very um it's not uh, like cited by any one side of people. It's just a very basic like, this is how canola oil is made, and it just shows you mm-hmm. this is this is what happens. It's also, no I mean, commentary. It's, it's, it's just, a terrible thing to consume for the environment. Yes, like, it's because, yeah exactly because of all the processes and all the chemicals that have to that have to be used in order for it to yield that oil. Now, it's used a lot because it's cheap. Yep. It's cheap because you can grow that plant in, you know, plentiful quantities. Um, the problem that happens when you ingest it is that it is not an oil. Like we talked about smoke points earlier. Canola oil does not have a high smoke point. It has a very low smoke point. But people, when people use it, they use it for everything. They use it for baking. They use it for sauteing. They, you know, whatever. Um when you heat that oil, that super highly processed, chemically laced oil, it oxidizes. In layman's terms, when you ingest an oil that has already oxidized, inside of your system, it causes damage. So you, you've heard the term free radicals, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Free radicals come from the oxidation that you are ingesting. So it's almost like Real basically speaking, if you were to decide to cook with an oil that has gone rancid. Oh. It's it's gone bad, essentially. Oxidation is, it's what turns fruits a brown color when they're starting yeah. to go bad. It's what turns your avocado brown when it's starting to go bad, right? Mm-hmm. Oxidation is not always a thing that you want to ingest. So if you've got something, this canola oil that's like super highly processed already, and then it's oxidized... It changes its molecular structure. So when you ingest it, it causes free radicals within your body. Mm -hmm. When those molecules do eventually get into... And this... It's much more complicated than I'm going to describe it, but this is how it was described to me. When those molecules get into your system, you know, they've gone through your digestive tract and they eventually do get into your bloodstream because most of us have some form of gut permeability, whether we want to admit it or not. 
this in, in our Western society, none of us are healthy enough to have a perfect gut. Yeah. Um, just throwing that out there. So these <laughs> molecules get, then they do get into your bloodstream. And essentially what they do is they, they cause little nicks on the inside, the, the walls of your, of your veins and your arteries. This, this is where cholesterol comes into play. And again, I'm going to say cholesterol in your body is not directly related to the cholesterol that you ingest. It, they're, they're two different things, and I, I can't go into all of it because it's a lot of scientific stuff. Um, but the particles of cholesterol that do run through your bloodstream, which is normal and healthy and everyone needs that, mm-hmm. depending on their size, can get stuck in those little nicks that those free radicals have caused, right? And that's how they start to build up and cause problems. So it's not the cholesterol that's the problem. It's, it's the, the damage being done by the free radicals that's the problem. See, this is why when I was talking to Jesse, <laughs> when I was talking to Jesse about having Angela on, and we wanted to talk about fats, I was like, we gotta get Angela to talk about canola. Oil. <laughs> it'll, blow your, it'll blow your fucking mind. This is how much I. This is this, this is, is why, why like so I just learned some shit. I <laughs> love the Whole Foods trough because yes. it's fast, it's easy, it, you know. Hot trough. Hot trough. Uh, <laughs> I think I've also said hot trough on this podcast. Part. <laughs> we should make a T-shirt that says yes, hot, hot trough. trough. <laughs> um. But what I am constantly astounded by how much of the products that they produce have canola oil. Yeah. Like almost every restaurant that you go to is going to use it as well because it is inexpensive and it doesn't have any flavor. Yes. So it's not going to change the flavor of the food you're cooking. And I actually have a a good friend out in Denver who's severely allergic to Mm -hmm. it. And if he consumes it, he gets like... I mean, it's it's like we got to get him to a bathroom now. Oh. <laughs> like, like uh, and it's not great for people's bodies. Like, it's not, and more and more people are developing a sensitivity to it. Right, because within, I mean, it's not just the what it does to your your veins and your arteries, but also like it it raises your inflammation markers. There's a whole other scientific mumbo jumbo I won't go into on that, but that it, it literally can cause your body to become inflamed. So, you know, when I was first diagnosed with my autoimmune disease and my inflammation markers were through the roof and she was like, the doctor was like, you know how I can tell? Cause look, and she pushed on my leg and it's like, it kind of doesn't bounce back right away. Oh, the indentation. Yeah, yeah. The indentation thing. So she was like, and she was also the one that helped explain help me learn about the free radicals. So when I went back a year later, knowing what I knew about certain oils, she was like, okay, great. Your markers have come down and look, the indentation test is like much better than it was. It's just that I had so much inflammation because I didn't know before. And most people don't know these things. So they're just, you know, you eat the thing, you don't know what's in it, or you don't realize that the thing that's in it is going to cause a problem. And some people are much more sensitive than others. Yeah. And it just, you know, I, I can't, I have managed to talk us, uh, talk my boss into letting me do um, a blend at work. So everything we make is either extra virgin olive oil or it's a blend of olive and canola. Because he, growing up in kitchens, he's like, but it, everybody uses canola. It has no flavor. Yeah. Is canola oil the same as vegetable oil? Usually, yeah. But vegetable oil can also have things like soy oil. Gotcha. Which is also not great. 
but that's it's not as highly processed as canola oil. Sure. Um, it it ha- that has more to do with the rise in sensitivities to soy. Gotcha. Uh, do you know how much of this also correlates with like what the government subsidizes subsidizes for farmers? My my understanding is that the government subsidizes corn, wheat, soy, and cotton. So rapeseed is not a subsidized thing, to my knowledge. I could be wrong on that. Um, Although that's a very random question. You don't need to know it. I'm just curious. But I do know that the government subsidizes those four things, which is why things like corn and soy are in everything. Everything. Right. Because we actually have a surplus. Right. And that can be dated back to another guy named Earl Butts, but we can talk about that another time. But that's also like the, we changed how we make everything. Everything. Because we had a surplus of these things that had to be used. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you want to learn more about that, I think that there's an episode of Hearth and Soul where you talk about Earl Butts. I think so. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I've mentioned it more than once. I think that you talked. I think that there's an earlier, an early episode where you talk about um, farm subsidies. Yes, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about that, head to Hearth and Soul. Definitely. definitely. Uh, unless you already listen to Hearth and Soul, in which case, go you. You've already heard this rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Back um, to whipped cream. Yeah, shit got real. I think it's important because, like, you know, we went into this talking about, like, good fats and bad fats. Obviously, like, the fat that lives in your body, like, is just naturally occurring. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, if you're fat, you're fat. Fucking, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's your body. Yeah, exactly. But consuming fats that nourish you versus Mm -hmm. harm you, it's important to know. Mm, Yeah. And that's, I think... When, when you consume things like, you know, avocado oil and olive oil, and they have other nutrients in them, right? right? Whereas canola oil is devoid of any other nutrient. It's yeah. literally just a vehicle to, like, saute shit in or right. whatever, you know? And I, the more I know about it, the more I'm anti-canola oil. Yeah. Now, that being said, folks who enjoy their, you know, buttery spread made with hydrogenated canola oil and their Cool Whip made with hydrogenated coconut or canola. I wish it was made out of coconut oil. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, you know, go you, do your thing. I am. And <laughs> ain't no shame because... Well, and also, like, I mean, I think this is... One thing that we... One thing in fat justice that happens is that uh, for so long, everything about what fat people consumed was policed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, how do we introduce having mindful discussions about just like the nature of things, like saying this is healthier than right. that thing just because of these reasons and having no moral judgment attached to right, right. whether or not you consume it. Absolutely. Right? Like this I, is, I give zero fucks about whether or not an individual consumes certain things. No. I do think we should know what it's in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's my big thing is that I there there's a huge disconnect just in our food system in general between what people know about their food and how the food is being processed totally. and how it's being made, right? Or where it grows or any of that. There's this huge disconnection and what I strive to do is just inform. You know, at least then you're going to go to the store, you're going to make an informed decision, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to have that Cool Whip tonight because that's what I want. And that's great. Do that. 
I do that too. You know, I mean, this is something. With, I'm gonna eat that thing because that's what I want right now. Yeah, but exactly. at least I know in the back of my brain right. where it comes from. You know? I actually yeah. do this a lot with soy because uh, soy is not necessarily great for my personal body to consume. Right, right. Mine as well. And uh, I'm like, well, if I buy this chocolate with soy lecithin in it, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I'm not gonna consume this, this, and this that I know has right. other forms of soy in it because I need to limit how much soy I have. It's more just informing people so they have knowledge so that they can make exactly decisions, decisions for themselves and their bodies. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Because I because a lot of people just don't know. And I guarantee you there's going to be 80% of the people who listen to this episode are going to be like, I did not know any of that about canola oil. Right. You know, and so great. We just educated a whole bunch of people and then they can just make better choices for themselves. Yeah. Well, and I think that... There's, you know, something that Jesse said, like, really struck me is, like, there are people who are so tired of having their food policed that they're like, fuck it, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important that people have that ability and have that power to Mm -hmm. decide that they eat whatever they want. But I think that a gradual reintroduction to knowing what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Like, objectively so. Yeah. And, like, eat it or don't. Right. But knowing what you're eating so that you can educate yourself on how to make your body feel good. Right, exactly. It's so important. And also, like, I'm so sorry to cut you off. I just want to say something really quickly. One of the things that is so damaging about diet culture is that everything has these very long, complicated names. Yeah. And you don't even realize that the thing you're putting in your body that's supposed to, like, be fiber in this diet bar is fucking tree bark yeah. that they have ground up yeah. and put in your food. They're in disengaging from diet culture. One of the things I think is really important is figuring out what food actually is. Right. Real food. Real fucking food. And this is not, again, diet culture is toxic and it tells you you are bad and you are wrong. This is you reclaiming power over food that has been processed and sold to you that it will make you look a certain way, feel a certain way, participate in culture a certain way. I want to know what the fuck I'm putting in my body because I want to make that choice. Right. And that's, that's something that's very close to what I was going to say is that there's no, in, in this education, that does not inherently mean that there is any kind of morality attached to any of these things. So I don't like canola oil because it wrecks the body. It wrecks everybody's body, right? It's just, and, it, and it's not great for the environment and... You know, it's got a whole list of I'm also sure it has labor issues. Like, anything. I'm sure it does. Because the way you're describing it, there's no way there's not, like, a back-end labor issue for it. Exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, there's, like, labor issues with bananas. Like, there's labor issues with a lot of things. But at the same time, if if we were to say, you know, long shot, we were to ban canola oil in this country, it's never going to happen. But if we were to do that, well, the restaurant industry would go under overnight. Yeah. Right? So... To say that someone is bad because they're consuming something that I think is a bad food, that is not where I'm going with this. And I would never do that, which is why I'm like, girl, you go eat that Cool Whip. Yeah. Because you know what? Sometimes you just need a fucking tub of Cool Whip with some oh, Oreos yeah. in it. I get that. And I... I Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> in the freezer? Oh, what? Yeah. Sorry. I just put that out there. Oh, I'm going to get some, some of that Coke... Like coconut, coconut stuff? The coconut. Oh, mm. yeah. So, but I do think that it is really, really important for people to know 
what it is that they're putting in their bodies and how it affects their bodies. You know, they're, and ev- like I said, everybody is different. I I do nightshades the way Jesse does soy. Yeah. So like nightshades and I don't get along, which makes me sad, but it's the truth of the matter. And, and I have to admit that to myself. And for, for Fat Chat listeners, what is, what is a nightshade? Okay, so a nightshade is a plant that is, it's a family of plants, right? So there is a nightshade plant that is actually poisonous. But then there are vegetables that are related We've to that Zootopia. plant. We've seen Zootopia. So tomatoes are a nightshade. Ooh. Potatoes, white potatoes are a nightshade. Um, eggplant, all peppers. So bell peppers, hot peppers, all of that. Those are all nightshades. Nightshades and I were not friends. So if I eat too much, like I have, you know, gluten-free spaghetti with tomato sauce on it, then the next day it feels like somebody beat the shit out of me. It's bad. So I avoid that. But I avoid that so that I can have a little bit of paprika or a little bit of chili powder or, you know what I mean? Like those kind of spices, I can handle those because it's 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 a gauge for me and my body. Somebody else is going to be different. There are people who can't tolerate any nightshades at all. Yeah. You know, but everybody's different. I've talked about this, about how there is a gluten-free, vegan, nightshade-free restaurant on the south side called Bot Bakery that I desperately want to go to. Mm, Yeah. 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 We should go. That sounds great. Yeah. Gluten-free, vegan, (laughs) nightshade-free. It'll be the end of our Toronto road trip. (laughs) (laughs) After a meeting by myself, all the tomatoes, all the cheese, all the pink gluten. We're just going to go someplace where there's none of it. Right? right? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a good place for what's in your pie hole. Yeah. So... What's for for those of you that don't listen to Hearth and Soul, and um, which you should, which you should. Mm-hmm. Hello, uh, we always end every segment with uh, something called "What's in Your Pie Hole," which is basically, I want to know what you're really into right now. You know, people go in phases; like they'll eat the mm-hmm. same thing, you know, every day or every couple of days for a couple of weeks, and then they get tired of it and they switch to a new new thing, right? So I want to know what's your thing right now, and I think I already know Maureen's because it's the same as. Mine's different. Oh, it's different. Mine's different. All right. Okay, yeah. cool. So, who's first? I'll go first. Because, like, it's been weird for me. And I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I fucking love salad. Oh. Nice. And it's yeah. weird. It's like, yeah, big salad energy, 2K19. <laughs> me and Maureen have this thing where we're just, like, going in about salads. Oh, I've gone through the Whole Foods trough to get a salad, yeah. like, four times this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... I just feel so... We text about it. (laughs) We text about Big Salad Energy 2K19. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And so like every day, almost every day this week for lunch, I've had a salad. Nice. And it's one of those like things where it's weird for me because there was such a long period of time where I was so anti-salad. Yeah. Because salad was something that was forced on me as a kid. You know? Because, like, why, why don't you just fucking eat salad instead of, like, X, Y, and Z? And now here I am being like, yes, bitch, I'm going to put some kale in here. And I'm going to put some spinach in here. I'm going to yes. throw all this shit together. And, like, I feel so... Like, I've reclaimed... I, I feel like it sounds dumb, but I feel like I've reclaimed salad for It's me. not. It's not dumb like, at all. It's, yep. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, like, this food that used to be so negative and right. I used to hate. Well, because it was so associated with, with diet culture for yeah. so long. And it still is in some places. It, and yeah. It, I, and I... 
I hate that. I hate that because it's so good. Right. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good for you. Like, and the idea that it, somebody said something to me once about like, well, you put an awful lot of dressing on that. You're negating the whole point of the salad. I'm like, you're like the point of the salad is to feed my face. Right. And yeah. if this is what I want on it, then this is what I'm going to put on it because right. it tastes good. I'm going to strategically put little dabs of ranch here. Here, 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 and here, so that it gets evenly. Oh, yeah, salad. Yes. We were actually so I have a the group of Forte ladies. Um, we're some of us are doing. Tell like a, tell the listeners what Forte is. Forte is Chicago's only all female opera improv slash sketch comedy troupe. So cool. We're a group of women that sings real loud about uncomfortable things that people need to know about, mm-hmm. like you know sexism and things in classical music yeah that's what we do we do a lot of vagina art i'm gonna say that uh but there's a group of us that you know a a bunch of us struggle with different autoimmune issues and so we um sometimes a couple times a year we'll get together and have like a whole 30 kind of thing basically it's like a reset for us and we all decide what how we're doing it so it's not like we're not following whole 30 per se although we have done that um but some of us are like, you know, I don't really have a problem with this, but I really have a problem with this and I need to like reset my intake of this particular thing or whatever to see how my body feels. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were chatting. We have a group text. We were chatting this morning and one of my friends w- was like, yeah, I've got this and I'm going to I'm gonna thaw out the steak and what kind of marinade should I put on it? And this other friend was like, I have salad <laughs> again. <laughs> no. It's okay, I guess. And oh, I was God. like, girl, you need some salad inspiration and for let real. me help you out. Let me help you out. So we talked about salad for like 20 minutes because growing up, we always had salad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like forced, but the person who made the salad was the youngest person in the family. That was their job. So all of us in my family hate making the salad. We all hate it. No one wants to ever make a salad, which means that in my house, I never make a salad. Which is bizarre because I love to eat them. Right. But right. I don't like to make them. So I was telling this friend of mine, I was like, you know, sometimes you can just put a bunch of veggies in a bowl. It doesn't have to be like a green leafy salad. Mm-hmm. Change it up. Roast up some broccoli. Throw it in a bowl with some red onions mm-hmm. and some pine nuts and some Greek dressing. Or, well, you know, get like some cucumbers and some feta and some black olives and some tomatoes and mix all of those together with a dressing. Like, mm. that's God a salad. Right. It doesn't have to be like a big bowl of lettuce with low fat dressing. Because let's be honest, low-fat dressing is made with canola oil, and it's bad for you. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't taste good. And it tastes like shit. And it usually has sugar, like a lot of sugar. sugar Or aspartame. Oh! I I went to my grandma's recently with Kita, actually. Mm -hmm. I brought Kita to my grandma's. And she she had this, like, this seltzer. It was, like, sugar-free. And I took a sip, and I was like, what the fuck? It's so sweet. (laughs) I was like, like, it says sugar-free. And then I looked and it was just full of aspartame. And I was like, ugh. Ugh. If I want something to be sugar-free, it means I don't want it to be sweet. Right. Then I'll just drink water. Mm -hmm. This is give me water. Like, give me, me, like, honestly, give me, like, bubbly or, like, LaCroix. That literally has nothing in it. That has nothing in it. I know, it's so good. I I hate sweet, sparkling water. It's so gross. I got on the water loop lately. It tastes fake. There's, like, like, LaCroix is, like, 
It's like a whisper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a gentle like kiss. That, that is like, it just tastes like someone put fake black cherry flavoring. Yeah. yeah. That it sucks. was made from aspartame. And it just tastes like chemicals. Tears. And it like, it like lines your mouth. Oh. See, I actually can't have that because it makes my throat close up. Oh, oh thank I know. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that means that I would have to look at the label before I ever drank it. Because That's because that cool. has happened to me before. That's terrifying. I went to uh, Walgreens one day. I was on the way to a rehearsal, and I stopped at Walgreens, and I was like, ooh, bubbly water sounds good, and I just grabbed the biggest one they had, and it was like a generic brand. Oh, no. And oh. it just said that it was, you know, black cherry sparkling water. Yeah. Took a big swig in the car and was like, oh, shit. Like, I could feel it immediately, and I had to give the rest of it away. I was okay, but it just was like, why? Why are you labeled as sparkling water when you have all this other shit in you? Right. Mm. Mm. Anyway, anyway yeah. we digress. So, what's Jesse? What's in your pie hole? Um. Also, on a big salad kick. Big nice. salad energy. Nineteen. Yes. Um. And arepas. Yeah. Arepas. And in fact, we should. Do a video of us of you teaching <gasps> me how to make a rapist. That's so cute because that has Ooh. been yes. yeah because we have that, already discussed that once. Yes, like I, there's something about it. Also, like I don't always do great with corn, right? Rapists for some reason are the easiest. Do you want to know why? Why? I can tell you why. Yeah. So the difference between the masa that arepas are made out of and masa that you would get in like Mexico or other places is that the corn is cooked before it's ground. Right? Oh. Yeah. So, and, and if you look on a package of the, the masa arepa, it will say pre-cooked cornmeal. Meaning the corn is cooked fully, then it's dried, then it's ground. That's fascinating because like, I don't get the same inflammation issues. Right, right. I don't either. Which when I when I had to do my medical elimination diet that was prescribed by my doctor, I had to eliminate corn. Actually, it was all grains for like a month. Yeah. And then you introduce them one at a time to see which one causes you problems. And first it was rice because that's like the gentlest, gentlest. thing. And, and I was like, praise Jesus, I don't have a problem with rice. Right. And yeah. my, but the next one was corn, and I was like, if I have a problem with corn, I'm gonna. I, I don't I I just don't know how I'm gonna deal with that. You're and like, so you like come on cultural come on, structure. Come on, come on, structure. Be with me right now. <laughs> yes. So the first thing I had was an arepa, and I was fine. So that I can do if I eat like popcorn. Oh yeah, it's all over. Not it's only all is over. it all over, like it. I inflamed so badly. Because uh, I've talked about I was my inner Danlos on here. I was going to bring popcorn today, so I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> my lips swell up. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, and, like, it, I can have some, but, like, also, like, it's, like, if it has butter on it, I'm more likely to swell up. If it has, oh, like, okay. like, there's, like, all these weird, like, if this, then this yep, type yep. of situations with yep. it, and I'm like, well, it just... I don't like it enough to keep it in my gut to like figure out which ones trigger. Right, right. You know, I'll on occasion have like a little bag of Chicago mix because I am because but nearly mortal and from this city. Chicago mix. Um, but I also will be. <laughs> I hate it. But merely mortal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did the same thing. I went to the movies last week and I never go to the movie theater. Like maybe same. twice a year because it's expensive. It's out of my way. I just, mm-hmm. you know what? I'd rather be in my pajamas on my couch watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. But they had this special 
excuse me, um, I Love Lucy colorized thing for one night only. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love Lucille Ball, so I wanted to go. And I went with a couple of girlfriends, and I got us one popcorn to share between the three of us. And I ended up eating most of it because my smart friends brought in their own snacks. Um, and I, so I'm eating the popcorn because it's pop, it's movie theater popcorn. Yeah. Like, it's an addiction. Nothing's better. Of course, I put that liquid butter stuff on it, which I'm 99% sure is soy oil based. Ah. The next day I was, it was all over. Yeah. Like my digestion was all off. I had a really hard time getting up. Like, so I don't get like so physically inflamed, but I definitely, definitely felt it. But you know what? I'm only human and it's movie theater popcorn. <laughs> and gonna, like, but I think that's also, you know, it goes back to our earlier point. Like there's no moral judgment in any mm-hmm. of these right. discussions. It's like, I will still eat the popcorn I know I just won't feel great. You just plan for it. Yes. You just know, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this thing, and I know that the next day I'm not going to feel great, but you know what? It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Mm. It's it's your worth it meter, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, pie hole. Pie hole. So what... Oh, did you didn't finish your pie hole. Oh, no, no, no. Are you, Maureen hasn't gone for her pie hole, but I would like to say something about Angela and I when you are done with your pie hole. Okay. Sounds good. My pie hole... Is I've been, I've rediscovered yogurt, but I've been doing coconut yogurt. Ooh. Okay. And it's been real good. I've been getting unsweetened vanilla coconut yogurt. Ooh. And what I'll do is I'll take blueberries mm-hmm. and I'll put them. I have I have a ritual. A it's been a, it's That's... been a breakfast ritual for me. <laughs> That's so great though. Breakfast rituals are so nice. I know. I love breakfast. It's so good. It um so what I do is I put blueberries in the bottom of my bowl. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take raisin bran cuz I fucking love raisin oh, bran. Me too. It is so good. I don't care if I sound like an old woman when I say no, that. No, who cares? I, I love right? raisin bran. Yes. I used and to I'll, love raisin bran before I had to be gluten-free, oh, so, I, so I feel good. that. Yeah. And then I'll pour raisin bran on top. And then I'll put just a big dollop of coconut yogurt on top and then I'll pour almond beverage <laughs> on top. <laughs> Um, and then if I have bananas, I'll slice that on top too. Nice. But if I don't, that's also fine. And then I'll just like mix it all together. And oh my God. It's like your take on the whole like granola yogurt thing. Yeah. Except that I don't want to eat. Coconut yogurt is expensive. Yeah. And so I cut the coconut yogurt with, with almond almond milk and it's. I actually have a recipe for my instant pot for Coconut milk yogurt. Shut up. What? Because I have an Instant Pot and I've and I like just started using it. Will you send it to both of us? Uh, just Google, uh, don't Google it, but look it up on Pinterest. Are you on Pinterest? Yes. Because that's where I have it saved. Just go into Pinterest and and search for coconut look at yogurt you Instant Pot. Oh my I God. haven't actually tried it yet, but I've read the recipe and it's almost the same as making regular yogurt. You put you got the milk, you heat it up, you put in some kind of enzyme to cause it to do its thing to yogurt to yogurt and <laughs> to you ferment. let it sit yeah to ferment oh my god yeah it's 
fairly, it seems fairly simple. I'm going to cry. I need to be more mindful of getting fermented foods into my diet. I have been less I like conscientious main, I like mainline kombucha. I drink so much goddamn kombucha. I have a delivery of a jug of kombucha coming to my house oh my on God. Monday. I'm so excited. I just do little <laughs> shots in the morning. Little shots of kombucha. I, I can't do it. too much. Oh, I think it's that so good. Whatever the... The probiotics in kombucha are not necessarily the ones that I need a lot of in my gut mm. because too much of it is too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> the river exactly. Just like some some yogurt brands are great and yeah. I can eat them every day, and some not so much. But isn't that fascinating? Bodies just are fascinating. How right? individual we are and what we can mm-hmm. do it just fascinates me. Um, okay, so podcast babies. Yes. Just going to say, uh, our dear guest Angela and I are doing an opera together in Chicago, September seventh. Yes, we are. Uh, we are doing uh, a one night only concert version of the console. Uh, if you are in Chicago, you can get tickets at Brown Paper Tickets. It's through Tran- Transgressive Theater Opera. Uh, and uh, every cent we earn that night are going to the National uh, Justice Immigrant Relief Center. Yes. I think that's I the, think that's the, the proper term. order. Yeah. Uh, and then the refugee program at the church that has donated their space to us, uh, which is Ebenezer Lutheran Church. Uh, and um, truly, you should come out and see it. You should. You really should. It's going to be the cast is really amazing. Everybody has donated their time and talent so that every penny can go towards these organizations. And uh, if you buy tickets, and we hope that you do, bring Kleenex because you're going to need it. Um, because I I am going to need it. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy singing to cry. <laughs> I mean, there are moments that I have sung through that by the time I'm finished singing oh, through, yeah. I'm just a hot mess. It is. It is. Um, it is is brutal and pertinent and completely it's, reflecting what's happening in society today. And I believe it's a really important cause and I believe it's a really important thing to put in the universe. And uh, half the people in the room right now are in the show. So that's right. <laughs> so you yeah. should come see us. Hell yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. We love you back as babies. I was about to say go out and make something. <laughs> That's copyrighting. I mean, do go out and make something. I mean, yeah. Go out out and feed yourself. Yeah, true. Yes, go out and use some fats. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.